It's the White Willow Way, the podcast dedicated to showing you how to use smart design to make your house homier, more functional, and more valuable. Here's White Willow President Daniel Ott. All right. Well, we are at the GTA Home and Reno Show in Brampton at the International Center on Family Day Weekend 2018. And how has business been for you so far? This has been this has been great. This is the first time I've done a show like this. I've done some smaller trade shows, but nothing this big. And it's been it's been phenomenal. I mean, we spent a lot of time designing our booth. Uh, thanks, shout out to my wife there, Joanna. She did an awesome job helping me with the design. Everyone loves to comment about this fireplace. Yeah, I've actually oh. feel a quite a number of inquiries about it as well. Yeah, but but it's been great. Great feedback we get. Just people coming in saying, "Hey, this this booth looks great. What do you guys do?" And we chat about it, and uh, we've got a lot of contacts here. It's been awesome. Very good. Let's one of the the uh, the uh, people that we were speaking with today, the gentleman with the post. What was his name? Darren. Darren. He was Darren was talking about how a lot of his his work is they kind of bring him in and uh, sort of a rescue job. Yeah. And, and he finds himself in that situation. How often does that happen to you where you're brought into a job that's already been tampered with, if we could put it that well, way? Well, let's let's bring it right to today. We've had a lot of people stop by and go, wow, I wish I'd talked to you three months ago. <laughs> right? So we already have this part of the project already figured out. Can you still help us with the rest of it? Well, sure. I mean, to us, it's much better value if uh, n- not just money we make, but it's much better value to the client if we start from scratch from day one. But you know, we'll work within another set of drawings from somebody else for sure. I'll give you a great example, actually. Please. So um, this is what I try to tell people during sales meetings, too. So we used to. Um, so this is what I tell a lot of people at sales meetings as well. That when a architect does drawings, they're not really concerned about the interior design aspect of how the kitchen lays out. They just throw kind of kitchen here throw some stuff together and then a cabinet maker gets involved um, or a kitchen designer and they they make the space work because the permit is already done the building is half constructed you know the window framing is in you're not going to change anything at this point Um, so they make it work but from a holistic design experience it makes much more sense to start from scratch and say well um, maybe we don't want the window there we maybe we want to move it but you can only do that if it hasn't been built yet a clean canvas yeah exactly a white canvas I see Yeah, see, White Willow. Yeah. Said, oh, well, well done, well done. And so when you don't, when you have those, is there a part of you that takes a sick challenge in having and taking something that's that's halfway <laughs> to hell and then and, and bringing it back to something beautiful? You know, it always sounds like a great idea, a sick challenge. I like how you said that. That's great. Because um, I want to help people. You know, like, there's always, you're talking to someone, they say, well, I don't think maybe this is the right fit for you. And you're like, yeah. But there's got to be some way that I can help you. Maybe there's someone I can connect you with, right? So uh, our best value is when we do everything. We do do projects where we don't do everything. Um, and maybe someone else is carrying it on. But sometimes, you know, we're able to refer them on to someone else who might be better able to help you because they they only do that one thing. They're only focusing on that. And maybe that's just the architectural drawing. I got a few, I know quite a few people who are in that industry and they just do the architectural drawing. You know, we've subcontracted them before. Same thing with people who only do the interior design. We know a few people like that. Right. And um, we subcontract to them sometimes too when we're too busy. But when we have a whole project where everything's involved, it's really nice that our team can do everything all at once. Well, I guess to, to look at the other side, why would you? I mean, I, obviously, perhaps just out of good sound business principles, but to be brought in halfway into a job is it's not going to pay you. It's not going to, as you say, it's not going to have the, the level of engagement that you've had previously. So why why are you helping these people out? Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Got a soft heart, Mike. <laughs> well, I look for that. A soft heart, but a hard head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'll give you another example Please. of where when, when working not in the proper process. So when someone comes to us and they're halfway through something yeah. or there's a, there's a situation where something terrible has happened and they fired their contract and they want a second opinion from a design company and on how to move forward. What I tell people now is, okay, great. But you need to realize you're not going to stay on the same timeline. We need to like pause for a couple weeks, maybe a month before you continue on again to figure out where we are and how to move forward. Because every time I've done it where we come in and it's halfway through something and they want to maintain the same timeline, it doesn't work. Because we're not only taking over from there, but we're also fixing all the stuff that was done beforehand that wasn't quite the way we would have done it. And it's just, you're creating a nightmare for people. So as they got to understand, if you can pause, take a deep breath, and then go into it again, then we can help you. Here's a question I probably shouldn't ask. What happens if it's the client's fault? <laughs> Run. <laughs> there, there sometimes is that, but you know you're gonna you can, you can figure that out in the first few minutes of talking to somebody. And so most of the time, it's not the client's fault; it's the contractor's fault, the designer's fault, it's somebody else's fault. You know what? Sometimes is not necessarily any one person's fault. fault right? That's it's a- the fact that the relationship between those two parties doesn't work and should never have been started to start with. Hmm. So you're like kind of like the second second uh, second husband. You hear these stories. I have these friends. These and and they married. They they have a relationship with this guy, and they brought they brought the guy a long way, and they've almost gotten to the finish line. But there's just been too much water under the bridge, so they have to cut that guy. And then the next woman inherits this like ninety nine percent job done. Type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you must be able to. It must take a certain talent to be able to discern what happened here almost forensically before you move forward. Sometimes, yeah. And uh, sometimes it takes a lot more thinking than others. And sometimes, and I've been there, you walk in the front door and you keep talking and you walk out the back and you leave. Because <laughs> you, you realize by that time what the problem was. What the problem, and you, and the, and the yeah, problem and you don't want to have part of it. No. So let's talk about that for a second. So if, if, if someone comes to you with a problem and you take their job, what you're telling them, in fact, is you're not the problem. You, the client, I'm going to take the job. I can help you out. But, but there's lots of things I can do other than this. So when you take on a client, you're telling the client, I believe in the process that uh, from your end of it. And I think you're an amenable client and we can make this work. If you were a lousy client, I would tell you we wouldn't have a deal. True. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a great way. And I'm, my dad's been great at being able to teach this to me because um, he's been in sales a lot longer. And, uh, you know, he tells people straight up. You know, we might not be the best fit for you. So this is as much an interview of us to see if we can work with you as it is to see if you can work with us. And what happens when you say that to people? They go, oh, and, you know, something clicks in their head and they go, okay, so it's not, I actually have to perform well here too. And you might get a more agreeable client right from the start. I think you do probably do. So expectations are important, obviously, from the client to you, but expectations are important from you to the client. Yeah, 100%. So what are your expectations of a client? Oh, they pay me 100% up front. <laughs> they smile and nod what are your and just go with everything. <laughs> what are your reasonable <laughs> expectations of a client? <laughs> um, that they can understand the process. Um, that they're going to be agreeable to being able to meet every 7 to 10 days. When things go quicker or they want things to go quicker, it never turns out well because they can't make decisions quick enough. 
even though they think they can. Uh, and when they want to take longer, uh, they forget things that we've said three meetings ago, and we end up just saying it all over again. So uh, a schedule is very important. Um, communication both ways. Don't wait three meetings before telling me that something that we did before you didn't like, right? We want to know. We want to be upfront, brutally honest. That's that's really truly what it is. Um, Difficult conversation. And then they have a reasonable construction budget. So that's something I always ask the first time I'm talking with somebody. Reasonable construction budget. And if they don't have a reasonable construction budget, what do you what do you say? You have to change the scope. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, you know, often we can work within it. Sometimes we can't. Right. So if someone's working with you, why well? Someone's working with Danny a lot. Why well? They kind of have to have to have their act together. Yeah, or we're going to teach them how to get their act together really quickly. <laughs> and that's a beautiful part. That's a service that people don't get. It's not just the walls. It's the actual bringing you along, helping you understand, helping you appreciate what's happening. There is an education component that's completely ongoing, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we always tell people, this, is, this should be fun, Yeah. right? Uh, renovation is known in the marketplace as being a very... Um, distraught time. You know, my dad jokes around too. You know, I was telling I work with my dad a lot too, right? Um, he jokes around and says, you know, we do marriage counseling on the side because renovations are a great time for people to butt heads, yeah. right? But we tell people going through this process should make everything fun. You know, we're going to show you how this can be done the right way, how this can be done the fun way, you know, and how at the end of the time, uh, end of the job, even when construction's done, you're actually on budget and you're on time and everyone's happy because it's great to start a relationship and you're happy then. Um, but if you're angry at people at the end, you're not going to get good referrals. Yeah. I'd much rather start brutally honest and get to the end and everyone's happy because you did exactly what you thought you were going to do. Dan, thanks for this. Hey, no problem. I love talking. Oh, me too. Talk to you soon. <laughs> thanks. So we're talking with uh, Joanna Ott about, about design. Tell me about this fireplace behind me. Describe this. What, what am I looking at here? This is remarkable. Um. <laughs> you have tile. So how many? You got the wood element on the one end. Yep. So I think the idea behind this, um, I wanted to use um, a material that we could easily put up for the show. Um, and we use it in a different way. Normally, it would be used in a bathroom, I think. Um, but I love this tile because it um, it mixes modern design with um, classic, uh, the classic Calcutta, which a lot of people use, and um, so it just works really well because uh, we added some rustic on the side. We're mixing a bunch of different, um, a bunch of different feeling, little different elements. Yeah, yeah. So, th so this design is uh, how much design do you do, Joanne? Tell me, tell me what you do with with Daniel. Uh, I like to come up with some ideas for Daniel. Um, I do mostly decorating. I won't do any software stuff, but yeah. um, I like to hand sketch because I can get the ideas out of my head onto paper. And that that's how I do it. How did this come about? Have you always been a kid that did that? Yep. I have been rearranging my furniture in my room since I was 10 <laughs> until <laughs> I could move it. And uh, yeah, so I just always really loved it. My mom is always really... Um, had a house that set together nicely and just felt really cozy and everybody really um, enjoyed being there. So I think I grew up with that. And uh, yeah, 
And I also, my brother is um, a contractor, so I grew up with um, in construction. And uh, my sister and her husband, um, they own apartment rentals, and they're always doing fixing stuff up and making stuff work. And that's what I really like to do. Yeah. I, now, we're going to take a photo of this, and we're going to post it beside this conversation, because people have, about half a dozen people have stopped by and told me how much they love this particular piece. But what really gets me about it is the fact that there's the barnyard uh, type yeah. of element of it. And I thought, well, that's that's really kind of of you, too, isn't it? Tell yeah. me about that element of the design. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really do like rustic stuff. Because <laughs> you grew up in it, right? I did, I did. Tell um, me about that. Yeah, so I grew up on a dairy farm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just... I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Well, but that's so. It's funny how you started to sort of take that with you, right? That little piece of of the aesthetic yeah. is is organic, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Do you find yourself looking at old barns all the time, thinking, "Oh, I could use that wood"? <laughs> Actually, I do. I love wood as a material and a lot of different things. I think the reason I like it so much is because it can be used in so many different ways um, and in so many different applications. So. Like, I mean, we have a lot of wood in our booth here. So, like, I mean, we've left some pressure-treated wood even. And it just, it looks so cool in here. It just warms up a space. And then, yeah, the live edge is a really big thing right now. But I just love that it just, it softens a space. What is live edge? Uh, that counter there is live edge. So it's just basically a cut piece of lumber and the edges aren't um, trimmed. Right. It's just, So it's yeah. like a hardened bark yeah. type of thing. Yep. And the pressure-treated sort of naked beam. Yeah. That's that's something that's very current as well? Um, I, I think, yeah, a naked beam is a very big thing right now. Uh, it can be in a lot of industrial design. So we have a lot of that going on, too, with, like, the metal, the metal and the wood. I don't know. How long does, so is this, how long does it take you to, would it, did you design this particular booth? Yeah. How long did it take you? probably took me I think probably two or three hours just to lay out a design once I knew what was expected um, Dan did a lot of talking back and forth with the um, leaders of the show and what they expected they needed some good sight lines and we wanted to incorporate a lot of different elements into the booth so that we could just show how we can pull stuff together in a different way and so the element of the fireplace as well tell yeah. me what, 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 what prompted that thought well, like I said before, that it's using a material in a different way um, and bringing a modern element with plastic and also rustic, right? So those are the three different things that kind of went along with that. And we pulled that all together with um, the rustic mat floor and then the modern door. Um, so we just kind of like put that evenly throughout the space and that's how I like to pull it together. Because everybody has... Um, Everybody has a different idea. So a lot of times when we're talking to a couple, the wife will have an idea and the husband will have an idea and it's melding their ideas together that really make it their space. Because it's not ever just one thing, right? So we're, we're melding ideas and that's what I love doing. So tell me how that works between the two of you because when you meet a client, the two of you meet a client, you talk about the design, it would be very easy for... Um, for one gender to dominate the conversation and yep. another gender not to be engaged. And that leaves that gender feeling unhappy, which can have a very poor residual. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is very true. So tell me about that dynamic in, in design, listening to everybody. Yeah, I think it's it's a lot of um, compromise and pointing out what will and will not work. And um, yeah, like I mean, Dan said before, it's a lot like marriage counseling because it can be. Yeah. <laughs> so when Dan and I work on stuff together, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. We joke around a lot. We have a good time. But yeah, I think most of it is compromise um, that they have to learn that it's not just what they want. And they know that. It's just they need to sometimes be told by someone else, right? That, that this is how we're going to pull it together and make it your space, not just an individual his, space. His space or her space. Yeah. How, who is the one that wants the space their way more? The male <laughs> or the female in your, in your uh, experience? I would say the female. The usually. female I would say 95% perhaps? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's been some particular men as well, but they're usually, um, they're usually more silent about it and they say it after the fact. Oh, I see. Oh, that's always great. So, like when she left the room. So, so, so you want to get all those voices in the conversation. Yeah. So that's really important to have a female engaged in this process, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because you can relate to the other female and you can... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun when Dan and I get to talk to a couple because I think it lightens up the mood that we kind of disagree on certain things too. and Or Dan will say, no, that's not going to work. Or... Um, yeah, so then we are, we're working together, too, and it's a, it's a fun experience to go through. I would love that. I would have you guys come design my house just to hang out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the fun part. That would be fun. Thanks for this. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You're welcome.